welcome to the very first episode of Bicoastal Besties. I'm Abby Stevenson. And I'm Claire Luoto. And this is our first episode. And as you could probably guess, we are best friends who live across the ocean from one another. And while it isn't two different coasts, it is still two bi-coasts. So we are calling ourselves Bicoastal Besties. Claire, welcome. Are you excited as I am? Thank you. I am. I'm nervous. I'm excited and nervous. I'm all of the things. All the things. Okay. I love it. Well, the two of us basically have been best friends for 13 years. Does that sound about right? I was 29. Was I 29? I was 29. Was I 28? It was your birthday. It doesn't matter. Okay. It was well, Late that 20s. was 29 then. Yeah, that was 29. So Claire and I have been best I would, friends. I would say 11. first sight and for about 11 years and we love to get together and talk shit and sip wine so we thought hey let's have a podcast and like talk shit and sip wine so here we are so we thought we would kick off this first episode by getting to know each other or having the audience get to know us so we thought we would share with one another five things about the other person because it's always kind of awkward to talk about yourself I feel like So if somebody else who knows you well talks about you, then that makes it much easier. So five things, Abby, right out. I'm pulling up my notepad here. Okay. So the first thing is I just went with like adjectives to tell stories then. And I won't go into detail too much because we've got lots of, I think, future episodes to reveal some of this. And But the first thing is you are bold. Okay. All right. Abby's bold. I'm with you. What people? What should people know? Oh, I was gonna say that people should know that Claire is a very visual thinker. So she, that would be so Claire <laughs> to like write down five words because it'll bring an image to your mind of what it is that you want to say. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I am. You know, I there's am. like people in the world who like you can say the word apple, and they don't picture an apple, like it doesn't come into their brain. That is really interesting. Who are these people? All right. So you're bold as hell. That is what I wrote down. Um, you'll say it how it is, like all the time, no matter what. I'll be like, "Do I look like a scarecrow in this outfit?" And you'll be like, "Yeah, you totally look like a scarecrow." Like I was gonna say something about it an hour ago, but like you know, we had people around, and you look like a scarecrow. Uh, you know, you moved it. Yeah, go ahead. You're gonna say something. Well, I was gonna say I had a coworker yesterday come up to me and she was like, Hey, I was doing some house cleaning and I found these sunglasses from the early two thousands. And I'm wondering <laughs> and I'm wondering <laughs> I've already know this is complaint. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to make a half an hour here. <laughs> You're already tearing up. <laughs> I cry when I laugh, guys. She's like, uh, you know, I gates are opening. Friend. She's like, I asked my best friend how they looked. And she said they looked great. But then I decided that she was being polite. And I thought, you know, I'd talk to you that you would give me. She's like, I know that you're going to tell me. And I was just like, I don't know. I kept trying to dance around it. I mean, I was like, you look like a bug. <laughs> there are no go. <laughs> Don't invest in them to like put prescription like lenses if- or anything in there. Like, <laughs> I just was like, because she was talking about like investing to put like prescription lenses and wearing them. And I was like, they are not an investable item. I don't hate them, but just let's not. It's not an everyday. Oh, sweet wear. Lord. Oh my God. If I ever need an honest opinion, I'll go to you. Like there's no one else really who will nice, to be though. straight. Well, people just shouldn't. That's lie what to I love about other. you, though. No, you're bold. I love that about you. You are absolutely bold, and I use the best term for it, like authentic. Absolutely, you're like all these lovely terms, but like bold, you're a badass bitch. Um, I have to be quiet because the kids. Um, right. Okay. I also added like things like you moved away so young, right after high school, like da 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 da, like blah. But we'll get into that another day. You are brave. So bold and brave. I know kind of same thing, but like at the same time, brave is such a different necessity in life. Find that. Well, and, and the idea that I was, well, the ideas that I was bringing up in my head were like, you moved across the world. 
you know, like with nothing, you moved across, you quit so many careers in your life just to like follow your passion in life. So you are very brave. You left a dickhead, you know, um, all these stories we will get into in more detail. So like, you know, this is like breadcrumbs for future episodes. Okay. So I'm, I'm making the audience want more. I want more. And I'm hungry. Exactly. So like you've just done some incredible things that required a lot of courage and you're very brave. Um, you are funny as hell, probably the funniest person outside of my husband. You're like kind of tied. You also like, no, he's very funny. Are the same person. What's that? We have a lot in common, but I yeah. think he's definitely same, funny. same calves. Yeah. <laughs> same, <laughs> are, he's very funny. Yeah. Th- was it thighs? Okay. One time Another I was sitting story. next to him and I was staring at his thigh and I was like, why does that look so familiar? Like, I've just seen that thigh somewhere. I don't know where. And then I was like, oh, it looks like mine. You have, you and I have laughed so many times to the point that I cry and you well, cry. Also, and I've my peed my pants. Friend, and we laugh a lot together. Like, I feel like I'm not funny around other people, but like you bring it out. Like oh. you have a beauty of like bringing that out in people, like a nice lightness of being. They just feel comfortable, like peeing their pants, laughing in front of you. Well, you know, I've done that. So there we go. Um, I'm, you are not, I'm, you are resourceful as anyone I've ever met. My mother has always asked of her three children that they become resourceful or they are resourceful. That was the one wish she had. And I think the three of us daughters are quite resourceful, but my God, there's no one as resourceful as you. You can figure out any jam, figure yourself out of any jam there ever was. And there have been a lot and you are resourceful and you will find a way through it all, through all of the muck. Um, And last, but surely not least, you are beautiful. (gasps) The inside, outside, all of you are stunning. Oh, but you really are inside, outside, especially outside. I love you. You're not hard to look at. Wow. Okay. Now it's time for five things about Claire. Thank you very much, by the way. I appreciate that. That was a wonderful introduction. Makes me very grateful to have you as a friend. Um, Okay. So the first thing is that our lovely Claire here is originally from Minnesota. Oh, we wanted to do five things like that. All right. <laughs> well, All right. I kind of Maryland, as Jamie would say, Maryland, uh, Maryland. Well, New Hampshire originally, but like yeah. Maryland, Vermont, you lived in Maryland, yeah. Vermont originally. What about New Hampshire? That came in. I was born in Vermont, but I grew up in New Hampshire, like for a lot of my childhood. Okay. So I live right. in Vermont Sorry. now. So really, it was like a homecoming. Right, and then. Maryland. Sorry, it's Maryland, but my husband always says Maryland eventually. <laughs> and then, you know, then New York, then Botswana, then Alaska. Oh, wait, wait, Montana, then Alaska, now Vermont. You got it. You got them all. Good job. Okay. All right. There. Claire is from Minnesota. She currently lives in the UK and she is very adaptable. I always knew when I was hanging out with Claire that you were like, always up for anything and you are easy to adapt to any situation and just make the best of it. Um, sometimes you've adapted, you have credited that to being the youngest child where you're just kind of like the one in the back seat that you're like, okay, where are we going now? But it's mm-hmm. one thing that I really love about you is how adaptable you are. And you have also lived in many different places. You've lived in Minnesota, you lived in Wisconsin, you've lived in New York, now you've lived in the UK. So there was Australia once upon a magical oh, time. Oh yeah, there was an Australia time in there. So you're also yeah. a wonderful traveler as well. We are. The second yeah. thing is that Claire's favorite wine is Sauvignon Blanc. If anyone needs to know. <laughs> My but favorite she, white no, wine. Well, and it has to be from the Australia, no, New Zealand region. It used to be. But now it used you're to be. a red wine drinker and you can't deal with drinking too much white wine. And so now you're Pinot Noir. Is that right? Yes. Yes, I am, ma'am. Yep. And to know Claire is to know her favorite kind of wine. Like she's, Mm -hmm. she's a wino. She knows her wines and you know, she's not going to drink any old garbage laying around. If Claire Mm -hmm. and I are hanging out, do not bring us a Chardonnay. That's (laughs) a shudder. Or a Merlot. 
I once dumped a dude because he brought me a really shitty bottle of wine. <laughs> Shout out Diana. <laughs> I called it the dirty Diana. And I was like, oh. What you was brought me the dirty Diana? Another thing to know about Claire is that she hates pointy french fries. She does not like oh, the pointy. I hate them so much. She will pick them You up. did really good ones. I was doing more like, you know. <laughs> no, you so did quality. And I did facts. And that's okay. You did a beautiful job. Um, another thing about Claire is she has two older sisters and her parents. Wait, going back to the French, pointy French fries. Let's talk hate them. I didn't realize like how weird of a weird thing this was until I moved here. And like one night I'm hanging out with Stephen Charlotte. I don't even remember the story vividly to like know exactly all the details, but we just were talking and they were asking blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I just hate pointy fries. And Steve was like, what? I have a Did friend who hates pointy, pointy fries. No, I, I said pointy fries, but you're right. I probably should have said pointy chips. Anyway, hate them. I hate them so much. And then like Steve and Charlotte were like, that's such a weird thing. And Jamie's like, I know it's so weird. And I was like, it is really weird. And Steve's like, I have a friend who hates them. He can't eat them at all. And I was like, I am the same way. And like, I'll be like, I can eat them, but I really don't like it. There's no taste difference, anything. It's not even a texture thing. It's just irritates me. Anyway, keep going. Just don't do things that irritate you, Claire. We want to bring out the best in you. So if pointy French fries really just make you angry, just don't do it. You don't need that shit. That's a micro aggravation that you Mm -mm. just don't need in your life. I support that. I will eat your pointy French fries. I do not discriminate. I even eat like the weird dark brown ones because I'm like, eh, they probably have more flavor. That's fine. Actually, those are pretty good because they're nice and crispy. Yeah. Okay. So then I think some of the last things are that Claire is a kick-ass career she like took herself from like a marketing agency in Minnesota and like built that job up to like a really kick-ass luxury real estate brand in New York and then she managed she fell in love with a man in England who has two kids and she picked up and moved her entire life over to England to be with him and they're now happily married She's a stepmom and she managed to continue that luxury real estate career in England. And now she runs a kick-ass career. She's like, got it all, you know, like she's really like managing the house with the husband, with the full life, with the kick-ass career. And like, I'm just really proud of you. You've done a lot these last couple of years. So I really Um, have. We both have. We both have. Thank you, sweetie. That was really lovely. You were very factual. I was not at all. (laughs) I was factual. I was totally factual, but like more emotional, which is very me. This is, that's very me. Oh, there you go. That is very, yeah. So you're visual and you're, yeah. Mm-hmm. Claire also has very vivid dreams as do I, and we often compare them to one another. Yeah. Yes. So we're both very yes. visual people. I had a dream recently of a snake swimming in the water with a blonde mm-hmm. wig on. Um, the wig was a beehive. And it was a very blonde wig and the snake swam up to me and it bit me in the arm. And I was trying to tell people that it bit me in the arm and nobody was listening. So I was telling my coworkers this this week and one of our participants at work who is from Thailand was listening and she jumped in in the middle of my story and was like, you're going to get a boyfriend in Thai culture. If you dream of snakes biting you, you're going to get a boyfriend this month. And I was like, sweet. So this month. Wow. I said November is my hot month. So I'm in my hot well, season I right mean, now. Hello. Hello. I mean, layers and nature tones, Biatch. That's my scene. Okay. So now let's dive into our topic. And the topic we've chosen for our first podcast here is turning 40. Now I am currently 41 and Claire is 39, mm-hmm. about to turn 40 in uh, two and a half weeks, I believe. No. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. That's yeah. wild. I, I know love that we're recording this two weeks in advance. I know. So we thought we would just share our perspectives based on where we're at. Like Claire can share what she's feeling going into her 40s. I can share what I'm feeling already in my 40s. I was I was gonna say that like the last couple of days I've just been for the most part, well, like, let's say a year ago, I was like, oh my God, I, I can't believe this. Like, I'm really kind of dreading it, that sort of thing. 
And it wasn't because I was turning older, which it probably was, but it was more of just like this whole fertility thing that I'm dealing with, which is a whole other topic we don't have to bring up today. Yeah. But like, you know, that was like this ticking time bomb sort of situation. But I, I, there was just something that just like switched in me and I, it was this, this is like a few months ago. And I just was like, you know what? I'm, I cannot change it. It's coming and I cannot change it. I cannot stop it. Nothing. It's, it's happening no matter what. And so now that's, that's how I've been feeling. And then like literally up until two days ago, I was like, oh man, this is the last like couple of weeks of my thirties. This is kind of weird. It's a special time. You should embrace it. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I suppose. I do kind of feel like there is some subconscious over the hill kind of mindset that sometimes people can have. Do you feel like you have that of like, some things are going to be different because you're in your forties now. Yeah. I think that might be a, a, I guess an overall, I, I don't know, like variable of this whole thing. I feel like the medical community makes you really makes women feel like they're like a ticking time bomb, you know, like yeah. once you turn 40 it becomes a geriatric pregnancy and that's like yeah. a whole nother L you know, and it's like, we don't need to go into your fertility situation, but I just feel like a lot of times women don't dread 40 because it's 40. They dread 40 because they're taught that you have this short biological window to have a kid. And, you know, that's not necessarily true. There are lots of options out there for women. And I don't think 40 is something that should be dreaded. Yeah. And I think that's where it was all coming from, you know, where it was just like every little stat is against you at that point. Every single stat, all the funding I have ends that day, that moment done. Um, but it also was just like, why have I been fearing this thing that I honestly cannot avoid? No. Like no matter how hard I try, I cannot avoid it. It's happening. And you know what? I feel really good going into 40. I feel, I feel like I'm hot. Like I look pretty hot. You are. So I've been working hot. out like crazy all yeah. the time. And I'm like, my body can do amazing things. And it's, I don't know. I just feel stronger, more me, more, more everything. The last few months of my life, I've really been feeling more me. Yeah. I love that for you. And yeah. I would say like, we're not the same generation as our parents. Like we have different things you know, like, I feel like, you know, there was no such thing as collagen peptides or Botox for our parents. You know, they didn't know the same things about smoking or about health that they knew that we now know really plays a, a factor role. And I feel like power dynamics have changed to quite a bit, like in the sense that like when I watch a lot of TV from like the early 80s, it's like a lot of like older men in suits and now it's like the younger generation is what's appreciated. So I don't know. I just feel like we don't have to, I don't know. I just feel like we have different resources and tools and culture has changed quite a bit where yeah. we kind of feel more pressure to look younger, but we have, we have Botox, baby. Yeah. Well, I know. And I'm using the, like the, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. I was wondering, like, as you get older, do you think you're going to embrace that? Are you going to get your Botox know. on? I don't know. The idea of the idea of it just, oh, I don't know what I am doing. And here's the, here's what the preventative measures I have been doing. Yeah. Um, I have this like light thing. I actually bought this for the wedding five years ago, but like, I have this light thing that's like red, white, or green light. And the it's red, there's blue light too. So it's it's either red, blue, or green. I think it is, but basically like one of the light colors is specifically for the, for the wrinkles. And I just basically retrace it over my forehead. I've been doing that a lot. Um, facials, I get a lot and I've been doing acupuncture in my face. How does that work out for you? It looks amazing. And what it does is it stimulates the collagen. Ooh, nice. I know it's just awesome, but you get like 30 needles in your face and yeah. she just, lets you sit there with it. And when I got home, the kids were both like, wow, you look so much younger. I know. Isn't that shocking? 
How have we never talked about this, that you've been getting needles in your face? I kind of want to do that. I know. I'm doing another session right before the birthday. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. You got to I mean, stimulate psychology. I got to look go like 35 away, again. Yeah. Yeah, it totally does. Because it's like your natural collagen. So it like, you know, Brings whatever. But what you are doing is boosting it. So it's going to make long-term effects. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I know. I'm trying to think, okay, what do I do? Now that I'm in my forties, my, I'm very much more, uh, aware of my skin routine. I, though lately I've not been washing my face at night and I feel really awful about it, but I'm kind of just like, there's only so much I can do in a day. And like, that's not it right now. Like I'm just not there, but usually I do put on a good face cream. I like really invested in good skin products, clean skin products, I care more about like the chemicals that are going in my skin and yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. And just kind of like making sure like, I'm like, you know, I did try Botox for the wedding that we both went to in England in July and mm-hmm. I felt like it worked awesome. It definitely froze my eyebrows so I couldn't move them. And that was <laughs> wild because I am a very eyebrow expressive person. And I don't know if I fully gotten the expression back in my right eyebrow ever again oh weird wow but I'm trying to think yeah you did look really good though afterward I remember I was like wow maybe I should do this I know you look so good I really I genuinely was like maybe I should think about it but I'm just like (laughs) oh I just don't and it's not like it's dangerous or anything like that I just I don't know what it is I just don't want to try it for some reason I just don't have the money. Like, I'm like, if I have to put it on a yeah. credit card, if There's I have to Botox on a credit card, then that's not good debt, you know? So yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. I can't yeah. afford that's it. That's not like, so I, good. Maybe one day, you know? Like, so I'm the not other thing, yeah. the other thing, yoga. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. Honest to God, yoga. do the yoga. And it's not just about the body. It like really helps with your face. Yeah, I was reading the Bible, AKA my favorite book called- the body keeps the score. And I was reading it the other day and he was talking about how you're, you have your parasympathetic nervous system and then your sympathetic nervous system, like your parasympathetic, whatever. Like when you breathe out, you activate one nervous system. When you breathe in, you do the other. It's like fight or flight versus relaxation kind of a thing. And mm-hmm. that people who've experienced trauma in their childhood, their nervous systems tend to not be in alignment and how yoga, because it combines breathing with movement, with mild, with mindfulness, it actually brings your nervous systems into alignment and like practicing the breathing and the moving and everything really has a wonderful effect on your body. And I thought mm-hmm. I can definitely see how that would impact aging. Yeah. And I do it all the time. I do it yeah. probably once a day. Yeah. But like, I, I you know. My normal, my normal routine is like four times a day for an hour. Four times a day you do yoga? (laughs) Four times a week. (laughs) I was like, damn girl. Four hours of my, sorry. Four hours of my life. Four hours. Uh, (laughs) You're like, like, wait a minute. Should we have a yoga intervention? I mean, that's cool. (laughs) Like go off. That's great. I have no life. It is work and yoga. (laughs) <laughs> and then some sleep so four like, times a week got it four times a week for an hour yeah and it's like awesome it's taken over my life and also I don't feel as much pressure in my 40s to wear makeup the way that I did in my 20s no, like not at all so when I was thinking about this topic I was thinking about the different decades that I've lived through and I was thinking about how like in my 20s I had a little bit of a different path than a lot of people that I know in the sense that like I spent my 20s very focused on climbing the corporate ladder. Um mm-hmm. I don't come from a family that had the ability to pay for college. You know, I dropped out of college. Um so I and I did not have any sort of like safety net or place to live. You know, I'd been like homeless when I was 18, so that like scared me pretty much. So I was very focused I worked finance and I was climbing the corporate ladder and I was working the long hours because I was just full of piss and vinegar and wanted to prove myself. In my 30s, I had a little bit of like, I think I missed out on something and I'm not on the right track. I'm not who I am. So I changed my career and I just, I, that's a what I met you. Oh yeah, a few yeah. times. 
And that's when I met you. I met a lot of our friends and I did a lot of partying in my thirties kind of to make up for the, the, the youthfulness of my twenties that I never had. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm in my forties, I feel much more settled. I feel mm-hmm. much more myself. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely tired, but also I don't feel like it's like if I'm doing something, I do it because I want to do it. Not because I have something to prove. And I really feel good in that space. How do you feel in your late thirties? Uh, I can relate, but not really. Like I got a lot of my partying out in my twenties. Oh, so much partying. I love how partying light for you in your thirties was deep partying for me because I was there parties with you in your thirties. I know, (laughs) and then I partied so hard in my thirties. But then, then, then what our part? And when we say party, honestly, it was just a lot of drinking. But like, then, then we turn into like, Hey, Ab, you want to come over after work and we can sleep over and we can drink wine. Like, you know, it just yeah. became something new. It was not, let's go to a bar or let's go to a pub. Do you remember the night that I got home from a trip and you were at home and we rounded the corner and it's like pitch black. Nobody's out in New York. And it's like a weeknight. It's like a Sunday night we or something like that. lived in New York City in the Upper East Side, and Claire mm-hmm. lived two blocks from me. And so I get back from some trip wherever I was, because I used to travel a lot for work. And uh, I miss travel for work. That's one I thing miss I miss a lot. for you, too. Mm, I used to do it all the time. But it was like exciting places, not just me going to London. Oh. No, you're like um, by Brazil. Anyway, so I get home from one of my business trips, and I round the corner to get to the liquor store, because I was like, I just need wine. And as I <laughs> see Abby rounding the exact same corner on the opposite end, and we both stop and stare and start laughing, and the liquor store is closed, and we're like, let's just go to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. We both decided yeah. to go to the same we were like, wine Guilty. store without talking to each other, and we ended up at the same wine store, only I was coming from the south end of the block, and you were coming from the north end of the block, and we met in the middle where the wine store was, and we were like... <laughs> shucks it's closed what are we gonna do oh boy i guess we have to go drink together oh but to be clear we're both not like raging alcoholics we just enjoy hanging out with each other and sipping wine yeah especially not now yeah 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 40s kind of bring yeah so how i feel yeah you know it's interesting i was thinking about this when i turned 30 you were with me we had rented out that place that is now the Milton, right? Or it was like that, that coffee shop that turned into the Milton, wasn't it? Yeah. No, the Milton was off the rails. The coffee shop is still the coffee shop that serves booze. But yeah, it was hipster paradise and we loved it. And that was when I was like, going to play guitar. And like, I was totally going through this weird hippie phase, AKA heartbreak, but we went, I went through it and uh, random people were in my life at the time. And my parents came in town. And it was Thanksgiving that same weekend because my birthday is always like the first of, well, obviously it's the first of December. And so it's, it can sometimes coordinate right after the end of Thanksgiving. And so my parents came in town for Thanksgiving and my birthday, and we just rolled it all into one. And it was really fun, but it was really random. Yeah, that was a weird birthday. I just remember being, uh, we ended up in a club in the basement of a club that had like a dungeon. It was like a weird SM dungeon with like so leather straps hanging from the ceiling. And it was like, so weird. Yeah, it was so weird. We were like, how and did then, we get here? It was supposed to be like an 80s club. The, but the reason into... I was saying, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I was saying this is because it was because I felt so lost then. You know, and my mom and dad came and they were there and I felt not to the like SM I, club though. <laughs> no, they didn't. They went home and slept in my studio apartment. Um, but like I just kinda in life in general, I just didn't feel I felt like I thought I should find it all, but I just I didn't have it all. Like I just mm. I just wasn't and not even have it all. That's not even what I meant. I meant like I just didn't know who I was. I was so lost and I tried to act like I wasn't. And now my parents are coming back in town, a whole new town for Thanksgiving. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, more my birthday. Because it's not the same weekend this now time. Now it's your 40th birthday, 10 years later. Now it's my 40th birthday, you know? And I'm so excited. My sisters, both sisters are coming in town. And when mm-hmm. I say in town, this is Birmingham, England. This is like not... It's this is not, not like London. metropolitan London. Yeah, exactly. This is Birmingham. It's still just as cool, though. It's very cool. It's two million people. It's lovely. It reminds me a lot of Minneapolis, but um, in a lot of different ways than Minneapolis is. But like you know, population wise, but also like values, etc., that sort of thing, and like community, da da. But like going back to my birthday, it, it just kind of feels like I'm me more me you know I, agree. I wish you were here for it but I like you were just here you were just here it was just there before uh, i know but if i had and i am too now like the other thing when i was in my 30s dude i was single, baller in my 30s i was so rich me <laughs> I had too so much money but you know what now i'm new married city with money. kids and a mortgage and oh i said new york city money though where they yeah. make you work 24 seven all the time. Like we earned mm-hmm. every dollar of that. I was like, every penny. I used like, I think in my thirties, I would get up at three o'clock in the morning. So I could be to work by five thirty AM. We had a meeting about the stock market at 7 AM every morning. And listen, anybody who knows me knows I am not a morning person. I would literally be no. sitting in this meeting and I'd be like, well, I have a pulse and my eyes are open. That's about all I can offer right now. And like my brain just was not, I couldn't tell you a damn thing that ever happened in any of those meetings. And then I would work until 6 p.m. and I would go to school. I was getting my college degree at NYU at night school. So I would do 6 to 10 p.m. at school and I would come home and do it all. I was exhausted. I was exhausted. That's a whole other thing. We have to get into that one. We won't do it tonight, but. but you know what? Mama had money and mama felt good. And I, yeah. you know, I know I, can I made make it so much day. money. I, I made so poor. much money. I yeah. am so poor. <laughs> what yeah, you happened? Had a butler. Remember you had a butler yeah, for a little bit? I had a that butler. Would to your studio apartment, like do your dry cleaning for you. And, My like, run your third, third floor walk up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, um, I do kind of feel a little, I was thinking about, you know, the different generations and decades that I've been through. And I do feel a little regret that I wasted a lot of my time on bad men. You know, like I wasted my twenties on one guy and I wasted the end of my thirties on another guy. And I feel somewhat Mm. like I wasted a little bit of cheated. Yeah. But then I have to remember that like a woman's story can't like I'm not living into this narrative that a woman's story has to be a love story. And if it's not, it's a tragedy. Like I am not either one of those things. And I think it yeah. is possible to have a happy life and not have it include whether or not you have a boyfriend. You know what I mean? Or whether or not you have a husband. Like yeah. I still feel I'm happier than I've ever been in my entire life in my forties. You know, I'm not sitting at home crying over anybody. I get to do what I want to do. I can sit naked on the living room couch anytime I want. And nobody cares. I have my dog, Maple. We go for walks. We go for runs tomorrow. We're going to the drive-in movie theater to watch Elf and National Lampoon's Christmas. And Maple can sit next to me in the car and I'm going to have a charcuterie board and a glass of wine. And it's going to be great. So it's like, you know, I don't know. I just... There's part of me that feels ashamed that I wasted some of my time on bad men. And then there's part of me who I have learned as a result that I never needed them in the first place and that I'm happier without them. I can relate, actually, believe it or not, because I think about that a lot where I'm like, there's a lot of time that I didn't wait. I know I totally wasted, totally wasted, but if I didn't meet Jamie in the moment I did, I never would have met Jamie. Yeah. And I just, you know, like I just kind of, I met him at 31 and we were in long distance and it was awful. If we could have met him a little bit earlier, things could have been a lot different from where we are now, but right. He wouldn't have had Molly and Jack there. You know what I mean? Like there's just, there's a lot of things and it just wouldn't have been what it, what, what it is. And so I totally get that 
I do. And I wasted a lot of time, my time, my precious resource of time on some douchebags. Yeah. And I guess it's just, that's what it is. It couldn't have been any different it is than what it, it is, is now. And yeah, yeah, we learn and we deal with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think do. I couldn't have been in the happy place that I am now if I hadn't wasted so much time on them. So I don't know how it could have been any different. But yeah. it is something that I do think about when I think about us being in our 40s, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm a little shocked at where I am in my 40s. I think when I looked back in my 20s, I thought that I would have a husband and maybe a different career. But I tried on different lives in my 30s and those didn't suit for me. You know, like I've been engaged. I could have had the house with the white picket fence and I chose not to. I feel like the road is wide open for my 40s now. I'm still hot. I'm still young. You are still hot. I really enjoy the confused look that people give me at the cash register when I buy a bottle of wine of like, well, she has youthful energy, but there's no way she's under 21. Should I card her or not? I'm not sure. Oh, I don't get that at all. They're like, oh, oh yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like uh, Just pushing it through the line to ring it up. No, they don't. They sell wine me. at the grocery store here in Vermont. And I learned. It, and so I've always thought that I was really hot and popping because they're still carding me when I go. Um, but I learned the other day from the lovely 20 year old who was checking me out that they will card you if they think that you're under 45. So now I'm insulted for all the times they didn't card me. Yeah, exactly. Thanks England. I was in like, general, I know England I look card. like I'm in my forties, but I didn't think I made it. I mean, not that it matters. I think, that, I think it's 25 in England. If you look, which I remember back in the States when I was a server, it was like, if you look less than 40 or something like that. And so I would, I once carded a woman she was, she didn't have her ID on her and she was absolutely of age. Absolutely. Certainly. She had to have been 30, but she looked less than 40. And so I was like, I'm so sorry. And she was like, it's fine. Whatever. She was so annoyed. Her husband was drinking away and she was just (laughs) like, it's fine. Whatever. And I was like, I'm just so sorry. Like I could lose my job. Like I felt so bad. I could have let her people who leave the house without an ID. Well, a woman who's in her thirties, who's like, I'm never going to be carded by some chick at champs in Eden Prairie. <laughs> some freaking college kid. You worked at champs. We've been to I champs worked at together. Champs. I, yeah. you worked I know. Oh yeah. I worked at champs in Eden Prairie. All right. Well, so to wrap it up, I just want to say, I'm really excited for you turning 40. I think we should touch base on this podcast the day after you turn 40 and see how you're feeling then. Shall we? Yeah. Yes. I'll probably and be hungover as hell. That's okay. You're having a slamming house party, right? I am. I'm having a house party with mom, dad, Ellie, and Jill. And all of your friends. Yes. And my husband and like my neighbors and like yeah. Steve and Charlotte, etc. Yeah. yeah. The main and yeah. Steve and Charlotte are like your main BFFs. We love, them, love them so much. So yeah. much. It's I'm weird. Such a fan. Yeah. It's, it's weird. so weird. Charlotte wants to be on the podcast. Well, Charlotte needs to be on the podcast then. I would love yeah, to have her We'll join. find a topic. But she's real. We love her. She's great. Um, okay, great. Well, then let's reconvene when you're 40. All right. Hi, Claire. Hi, Ab. So you've been 40 for two weeks, almost. How are you feeling now that you're on the other side of the hill? I feel like I haven't caught up yet. It's, it was, it was a lovely week with my whole family coming in town. My mom, dad, both my sisters. And they all live in the U.S., right? Everyone but Ellie. Yep. So my sister, Ellie, yep. My eldest. And then she lives in Paris, France. She came with her two kids. And then my sister, Jill came by herself with my mom and dad. And it was so lovely having them here. And I still haven't, it's like, I haven't kind of had time to I don't know grieve them having left now it was so amazing it was a whirlwind of a week it was a whirlwind of a week and I just could never catch up and then I went right back into life and then work and 
I, I don't know. I talked to my mom today again for the first time since she left. And I was just like, you should be here in this room with me. Why yeah. are you here in this room with me? So it was, oh no, she's awesome. It was so much fun. It was so lovely. It just happened too quickly. That's all. It's like a wedding, you know, like it happens way too fast. And you had a kick-ass house party on your birthday, right? I did. I had a, I was envisioning that my 40th would be like all my girlfriends and we'd go some tropical destination. We're still going to do that. P.S. I just want to be clear. Me and you, did you a 40s trip? Yes. 40s. Yes. Trip. Um, And it just, you know, the way things are right now in life, the economy is awful and it's just hard to travel. I've been going through lots of IVF and it just wasn't conducive to it. So we had a house party, which was awesome, just awesome and had the best time ever. It was really kind of the best thing I could have done given the circumstances that we're in right now. And all my neighbors came and my friends from, from Birmingham came, mom, dad, Jill, Ellie came. Um, I had the kids. So Molly and Jack, Matthias and Solve, who are my nephew and my niece, they all, um, were our catering service. <laughs> so we had these little like shirts called Claire's catering and they were, they took it so seriously. We paid them, but like it wasn't child labor. We paid them. Um, so they got like, you know, 40 quid or something each kid. It was but still they did a really labor. good job. It was just, it was just paid child. Labor. I mean, that's a pretty, that's a, <laughs> like for four hours, they got 40 quid each. That's pretty good. I don't it's know. It's pretty I'm good. Saying. Yeah, it's pretty good, but they really took it to heart. The adults loved it. The kids loved it. Everybody had a great time. We were singing karaoke. It was a packed house. Our house, our little house was really full. I'm really glad that even though it wasn't, you know, your tropical vacation trip with your besties, you could still be surrounded. Everybody showed up for you. You know what I mean? Like the people who could make it showed up for you. Of course, my heart was broken that I couldn't be there. I hate that. But you called in the day before you called in on my birthday. I called in on your birthday. I did, but still, I still broke my heart that I couldn't be there, but, um, it's not about me. It's about you. So that's okay. I will cut my bullshit. Um, but I'm really glad that everybody <laughs> that's how I felt at here. yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For my birthday, we went to Mexico with two of our girlfriends, Nikki and Sarah. And I yeah. was just like in a bad place. And I was supposed to be there. You were yeah. supposed to be there. Right. I was in a bad place. I feel like I need a do over. Like the vacation was great. Sarah and Nikki were great. I was just in a really bad place. So I need like a do over to celebrate my 40s because now that I'm almost two years in, it'll be two years. I'll be 42 in March. So now that I'm almost two years in, I feel like it's like now I'm really embracing my 40s. I just like took me a little bit to like go get a therapist and get on antidepressants and set up a new house and <laughs> get, get, eight, get eight hours of sleep. <laughs> Move yeah. half the world, basically across like country. 15 times. Yeah. Like leave a domestic violence situation. Like I had to do all those things and now a few I feel things, great. A few things. Yeah, I had a few yeah. things and now I, now I feel great. <laughs> I feel tip top. I could now. use a do over to celebrate my forties. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm you happy get one. to do that with you. I think you and I should do like a safari trip in South Africa. Maybe we'll pop by Botswana and say hello to a few of my friends, but like, I'll show you how to do a safari. Right. And it's gonna be great. That sounds excellent or we could just I like, be there up on a beach or maybe we go to zanzibar that would be amazing now I'm let's sure talk did. about let's give like a brief one minute overview about how your husband completely fucking slayed it and like yeah he's really a good egg. crushed your birthday the birthday game he did such a good job so on my birthday the friday the first i woke up and you know it's my whole family there it was beautiful we're all having breakfast they're all kind of jet lagged and Jamie's like, you need to start opening some cards. And I was like, okay. And Molly had gotten me gifts. That's my eldest, uh, my stepdaughter, Molly. She's almost 13. She got me all these gifts and she, I'm like opening them and that sort of thing. And then Jamie's like, you need to open this card. And then the card, um, it said that you need to be ready by noon. And my mom was like, Jamie, what sort of wardrobe does she need to wear for this thing at noon? And he was like, that's an excellent question, Randy as if they were in on it. Um, and he's like, it's almost as if, you know, you're coming too." And I was like, okay, so it's my mom and me. Um, and so we were ready and he was, he was like, you need to polish up basically. So like, look good. So my mom and I were ready 
or my mom and me, I, my mom and I. I think you had it right. right. I. Yeah, I think it's I in that sense because you would say I without my mom, it would be I was ready at was were ready at um noon and an Uber came to pick us up and it drove us to Adams, which is um a Michelin star restaurant in city center or downtown, as as Americans would say. And it we had the chef's tasting menu. It was a seven course chef's tasting menu and we had the wine pairing with it. And it lasted five hours. It was so amazing. It was just luxury. And Jamie didn't even get to enjoy it. He just watched after my dad was my sisters and the kids all went out. Um, and he and my dad went out with them, but he just took his time with dad and, um, and we had this tasting menu and then met up with everybody afterwards. And I was just like, when we got downstairs, cause like Jamie's a a foodie for sure. So when we got downstairs and this, the chef's yeah. And it's the chef's tasting menu, meaning you're at the chef's table. Like you are, are inside access to the kitchen and everything. You can see all the inner workings there. They're presenting each, the, the, each, um, whatever to you explaining the details into how it was cooked and presented and da 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 and all the flavors that you're going to taste and just awesome. It's such an experience. It's so cool. And it's a Michelin star restaurant. So it's just like such a luxury experience, such an experience alone. And then to have it with my mom, which was so sweet. My mom's never experienced anything like that before. So, um, when we got down there, I started crying because <laughs> I was like, yeah. this is the chef's table. And I was just like, oh my God, he's such a good husband. And then the next day woke up and had, uh, I had to get hair and makeup done because it was going to be the party in the afternoon. So Jamie's like, I need everybody to clear out. I need to clean the house because Jamie's quite a cleaner. He's a cleanaholic man. He always wants to But I also clean. just want to mention like anybody who knows Jamie knows what a foodie he is. So mm-hmm. like they know that what a like giving gift that was like gift. a selfless yeah. gift that was because he would have died to be there you know I know it was so sweet so sweet and then the next day woke up and I had to do hair and makeup so I was like all right guys I'm gonna go and Jamie's like I gotta clean the house for the party and so um everyone left and then I came back at like 4 p.m. my hair and it took three hours it should have been like two, but they took forever. But I looked awesome. Oh, you're so beautiful. Aren't I so you're the hottest darn 40 year old on the planet. So I had hair and makeup done. It was amazing. I come home and like Jamie had printed photos, like a hundred photos. I took a video for you because I was going to send it to you. And he put them all over the kitchen. And it was so cute. It was like photos from my when I was a baby, photos from my grandmother, like photos from you and me, my, our wedding, like random ones that Charlotte took. It was just awesome. It was so cute. And I was, and I walked in and I was like, Hey guys, da, da, da. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. When did this happen? It was just so yeah. powerful. And then, and like with you, yeah. every time I go to your house, your house is like a living scrapbook kind of of all the people that you love in your life. Like it's just filled with pictures of all the good times you've had with people. And so that's a perfect gift for you. It's just, yeah. like, you love to remember those times. That's amazing. Totally. It was so amazing. Um, I had just, I had so much fun. And then people, so then Ellie made my sister, Ellie, the eldest one, Ellie, the eldest, she made welcome shots for everybody. And we had welcome shots ready. And we had a, toast of champagne before everybody started to arrive. And once they started to arrive, we're like, have a welcome shot. And the kids were like, can we get you a drink? Can we take your coat? Da, 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 da. Like food was out and ready to go. It was, and then it was like party time. It was just roaring. Love and it, it started from 6 PM and lasted till about two 30 in the morning. I love it. And your house is perfect for hosting. So I'm glad you got the yeah, opportunity to do that. We, we did a good job. We had it like set it up so that we could clear them out of the kitchen quickly. Cause that was what we were, we were, cause usually people stay in the kitchen. It's usually the first, cause it's such a lovely kitchen. So just, we funneled them through and there's a ton of action in the green room here where I'm at, but yeah, it was, it was so much fun. And I feel grateful and loved and loving and, you know, humbled and all the, all those adjectives. I, I feel them all. And it was a great birthday.
I also want to acknowledge that you had one hell of a year. You had a really, you had a tough couple of years, like really tough. Yeah, man. And I love that you're able to take these moments and still celebrate amid everything that's going on. Like, and know that you are so loved and you really deserve it. I'm glad for you because you Mm -hmm. really had a hell of a year. Yeah. 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 I really... You were due for a good night to let your hair down and just party your ass out. I love it. Okay. Well, welcome to your forties and it's been a real pleasure chatting with you today and um, continue to share your insights as you notice things that could be slightly different. Like, do you feel like you like joined a club or do you feel like your life goals are different now that you're in your forties versus your thirties? Like, are there different opportunities available? These are the kind of things I'm interested in. Yeah. Well, it doesn't feel a lot different, honestly. It yeah. feels it feels quite fitting. That's what I was explaining to somebody the other day. She was like, How do you feel now? And I was like, it just feels fitting. Yeah. Like I was really nervous for like several, several months before. And then as it started in year, I was like, I can't stop it. It's coming, no matter what. Here it is. And then like now it's here. I'm like, Yeah, I'm in my forties now. I would say I felt the same going into my 40s. What felt different was the way that younger people look to me. Like people in their 20s look like they're 12 to me. And I'm like, oh, I'm just in my 40s. You know? All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today on the pod. Like, follow, subscribe, do all those fun things. We're probably going to have an Instagram soon. It's probably going to be called By Coastal Besties. So go ahead and follow that account. And uh, we might have a YouTube one day. It's Hopefully probably it. called by besties. So <laughs> like and subscribe to our content that may or may not be there on, on YouTube. And uh, yeah, tune in again for another future episode of us just drinking wine and talking shit. We love you. We love you. There will be more. There will definitely be more because this is fun. Okay. Giving kisses. Bye. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.